Shane with your uh, host for the night, Ian Bush, filling in for Yvonne Mason. But Yvonne Mason is always and will forever be the host of Off the Chain. And I 
her humble servant who tries to fill her shoes. That song tonight uh, was actually from our guest tonight. It's one of actually one, one of my favorites. Um, we have Corey Coons on the show, and that song was Good Times Gone. But what you'll find tonight with this show is that uh, the good times have not gone. He is still rocking it. He still has some good times left. With over 30 years of experience in music, it has been his passion since early teens as a guitar player and bassist and a singer in high school, and shortly after, while traveling and performing a variety of very popular cover bands throughout the mid to late 90s in both Ontario and the United States, in well-known local high-energy acts such as Heads or Tails and Shake the Tree, as well as the band U.S., then later, he formed his own classic mel- melodic rock-influenced band Tycoons, releasing two independent recordings and performing throughout eastern Ontario, northern New York State, and Quebec in the early 2000s. As a roots rock Americana blend of singer-songwriter, Corey has amassed more than 280,000 plays on Spotify for his melodic brand of Roots-flavored rock. His work with same legendary record producer Ron Nevison has earned him industry recognition from the Los Angeles Music Awards, the Producer's Choice Honors, the Josie Music Awards, International Singer-Songwriter Association, and the Radio Music Awards, among others. Corey has also been named Best Rock Songwriter, Best Americana Artist, World Songwriting Awards Finalist, Male Single of the Year, and nominated for Male Album of the Year at the 2019 International Singer-Songwriter Association Awards. Other past awards include the 2014 Studio Album of the Year for his independent EP, Share a Little Time, at the Producer's Choice Honors, which is formerly the Los Angeles Music Awards, and nominations for Male Singer-Songwriter and Record of the Year, along with Rock Artist of the Year category for 2015 at the Los Angeles Music Awards. Corey will be out this summer on some select local Eastern Ontario festivals and other venue dates with his band, CMC, and the Dirt Road Gypsies. Corey, holy crap. How you doing? <laughs> well, I'm doing great, Ian. That's a that's a long, uh, a lot of words to say there. I truly appreciate all the kind words and everything that you mentioned there, and uh, I'm just really happy to be here talking with you tonight, and uh, I hope you're well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm doing better now that you're on the show, man. It's been uh, almost a year since we've talked, so we got some catching up to do. It's been a while, and uh, yeah, I miss uh, I miss chatting with you, and uh, we were chatting off air there, and um, yeah, it's great to hear your voice, so I'm really happy to be here. Oh, yeah, and it was nice, too, because uh, I, re- I remembered I didn't have to go, like, in the archives, you know, I... I I'll, I'll kind of sell myself out there. Um, sometimes, sometimes I don't always remember the guests, right? Like, they'll be, oh, yeah, we did that one show. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> but you, I remember, um, our our uh, link was our family. We're both uh, um, girl dads. And so I remembered that from you. How is your family doing? Everybody's well. We're doing good. My daughter's growing like a bad weed every day. She's, uh, you know, getting a little taller and uh, getting a little spunkier all the time. And yeah, so things are good. We uh, 
still doing some homeschooling with her part-time, and then we've got her into a new little part-time uh, school as well, a private school we're doing. But she's keeping lots uh, lots of stuff going on. She's busy, and we're busy, so but thank you for asking, okay. yeah. I'm uh, not disclosing her age or anything like that, but is she about at the, at the age that you started um, doing music? And if so, is, is she kind of following in dad's footsteps or has she kind of well, found actually, her own she, way? She's kind of a little bit younger than I was. I started really getting like seriously, you know, serious about music around 13. She's younger than that. So she's been, yeah. she's been singing around the house for probably three or four years anyway now. And, you know, playing a few little instruments here and there. And she's really artistic now into the, uh, like she makes a lot of her own videos and does some of her own video editing on her tablet oh. there for little little TikTok videos and different things and she's really great at putting together her she's got a lot of beanie boos, right? So she makes her characters and makes little mini movies and so yeah, she's very creative <laughs> in that outlet. So And I, I believe you said Mama is pretty creative too, right? So it's almost in her blood that the future indie yeah. artist will be on off the chain, which is Corey's offspring <laughs> and mine sometimes well, too. You, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to be hearing her pretty soon. Cause I'm working on a new Christmas uh, single actually right now. It's a cover song. It's a cover of, uh, I saw mama kissing Santa Claus, the old, uh, well, John, John Mellencamp yeah. did the version in the late eighties. I think it was, or mid eighties. So yeah, it's kind of like yeah. that, but it's a little more strip. Yeah. She's going to tackle the, uh, the little vocal part at the end and, yeah, we're looking forward to getting that uh, out there, hopefully in time for Christmas this year. So, so that's kind of exciting. Good. Yeah, I actually, um, I don't know if, if you were aware, and I, I promise we'll talk about other things as well, but you know how off the chain is. We get stuck on tangents, and then it's squirrel moments, yeah. and we come back, right? Um, funny enough, <laughs> Winnie actually, my, my daughter Winnie, um, last year about – about this time last year, um, actually was on Off the Chain with Yvonne and I uh, when we had a children's author on the show. That's great. And she actually got to she actually got to ask her own question that she made up and you know taught her research, taught her all that. And so I was thinking maybe this year around um, Thanksgiving, maybe I'll try to do a purely kids episode. So maybe we might have to have some little ears tune in and call in and um, yeah. hear the craziness that they'll put on. They'll probably be more crazy than we are, right? Well, you know what? They're so um, – they tell it like it is, right? They're so brutally honest sometimes oh, yeah. that it's, uh, it's hilarious. But I love it. That's great daughter was on doing that. That's really cool, man. Yeah, I was – pretty proud of her. I wasn't doing radio shows at her age, so she's already beat, nope. the, beat the shoes <laughs> off me. Yeah. So what uh, what other musical endeavors have you been up to lately? Well, we had a, I had a single out earlier this year. Uh came out, when was it? I think in uh, July, no, July, August, yeah, sort of mid-August it came out, I believe. And uh, it's called mm-hmm. Long Hard Rain. That's yeah, the single that was out with MTS, Michael Stover and MTS yeah. Records, and 
Yeah, so we were promoting that for uh, quite a while and had some really, really cool response to it. I was really, really proud of that song, really happy with the way it, it turned out. My good friend Mark Muir from uh, Cornwall in Ontario here, he uh, produced the track in, in his home studio again with uh, my good buddy Kevin on drums. And and then actually my label mate, Ed Roman there, yes, he helped us out and gave us uh, some pretty cool keyboard tracks that we could use on some Hammond Orchid oh, wow. style stuff. Got, yeah, so Ed was kind of a part of it in a way, like from sort of with like, you know, via via the file sharing kind of thing, sending, sending yeah. stuff to, uh, yeah, to, to, you know, mix in and produce it. And, but yeah, Mark was great. Uh, Mark uh, did a lot of wonderful work on it, too. And so it was pretty cool. I got to play actually the uh, lead guitar solo on, on that track this time. It was kind of cool, too. So Mark's really been my lead guitar player for quite a few years in the live show too and so it's kind of nice we trade back once, you know, once in a while I get a chance to kind of stick my own little feeling there for guitar and, but we're really happy with it it's a little darker song maybe not not real dark but a little more melancholy it's uh you know yeah kind of, uh, a little bit of a tumultuous time maybe or a sense of foreboding kind of hanging over you know kind of some darker emotions in yeah. there and stuff but yeah really happy with it so well, you can't you can't have light without the dark, right? So that is true. That is true. Got to keep the balance. You're gonna have to. You're you're gonna have to help me. I uh, I'm calling him out on the air. I messaged Ed Roman and said, "Hey, we got slots, and I miss you. Yeah, get you on the show." Oh, yeah. yeah. And I haven't heard back since. So there is a bounty on Ed Roman's head, and I I hope you fulfill it. Dead or alive, okay? We'll bring him back from the dead if you have to wrangle him like that. But there's a bounty on Ed Roman's no. head to, to get on the show. Ed, uh, <laughs> he's a super talented guy and a really, really great guy. He is. It is. And I got the chance got to meet him in person last year, too. Like, we've been label mates, but we live we don't live anywhere really close to each other in Ontario. We're a good five, six hours at least away from each other. So, yeah. But uh, we got to meet Last Christmas time it was, I went to uh, to play near Toronto, actually, and uh, he came out and he joined me on the same little show at a, a little flea market. Well, it's a big flea market, but the, it's kind of like a little independent stage show we we did with, uh, with the good folks at the 400 flea market there uh, near near Toronto area. So, yeah, And you should know, like even this Michigander saying that, you know, he's he's okay with these two Canadians. I mean that that means yeah. a lot. So you know, you know that means something. <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely. Hopefully, I'm not too bad to 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 y'all as well. <laughs> oh, hey man, it's great to be here. It's all good. Oh yeah. So what? Um, I, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, you got either nominated or won an award recently as well. Um, yeah, there's a couple things, actually. I've been pretty fortunate again this year. Um, I've got a, a finalist for the WSA, which is the World Songwriting Awards, and uh, i got a finalist. Uh, I actually ended up being in the top three, I was told, privately, but they, they give you a little certificate for the top ten, So, but I was told it was in the top three this, this uh, quarter, I guess they call it, for uh, yeah. summer or fall, I can't remember which. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And that's for Long Hard Rain, too. That's the latest single. And I got one for Freedom Road as well, too, earlier in the year for that, uh, I think, too. So that's pretty cool to get that sort of thing. It's really nice, you know. And 
and then being nominated for the Josie Music Awards this month too in, uh, in Tennessee. That's really cool. I got a couple nominations again this year, so really happy about that. So good deal. Well, and congratulations, man. You definitely deserve it. So well, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's nice yeah. to be thanks to be um, uh, in a company, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, and I'm just like I'm like a, a geeked out little schoolgirl because I get to talk to all of you about it. You know what I mean? Like. I'm in I'm in your your shadow, you know. Like I, I just appreciate um getting an hour with you and just hearing all the great things that y'all are doing. Like it's really nice that off the chain and Michael Stover kinda work so well together that um, you know, whenever you guys do something amazing, you know you can come back here and, and talk about it and you know, even we had a couple people leave with new song ideas and this this show is just magical, man. I, I'm I'm gonna boast about it. It's definitely magical. I love it. I love the format. I love just being able to talk openly and freely, and you know, just kind of. It's kind of like life in general. You just kind of, you know, take it kind of where it leads you sometimes. And even with my yeah, songwriting, right. I kind of find it. Well, you know what I mean. Like it's just, it's for me. It's like oh yeah, oh kinda, yeah. Like I let the the ideas guide me. It's not really like I try to guide, you know, where I want things so much anymore. Is like I kind of where where do where does this where do I feel this kind of wants to go? You know, whenever it comes to song, it's awesome. I just kind of like that. It's yeah, kind of like. Go ahead. No, yeah, that's yeah, just that's that's kind of what I like. Like I said, and uh, I I just like yeah. being able to. Uh, talk freely and yeah yeah Yvonne always uh always says that to her um her creativity is exhibited by the voices in her head and if she doesn't put them on paper they drive her insane at night so I think she would definitely (laughs) echo those sentiments that the ideas take you you don't take the ideas yeah my brain sometimes never stops too it's all yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've actually um I'm I'm in the same boat. So um I haven't published something in maybe maybe two or three years. M- maybe two. Um and the last one I published was with uh um Mary from Be Unique magazine. I, I published a five hundred story or a five hundred word uh short story about mental health and um so you know, even oh, wow. even that, well, while it's it's a published work, people say, oh, it's only 500 words. I'm like, have you ever tried to keep something to 500 words, especially when you're a Type A personality? Like, that's tough. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, you know, I've I, I've actually. Hey, man, good. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the northerners come. Go ahead. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Uh, you know, important topic. So uh, it's, it's great that you're, uh, you know, getting that out there because it's it's pretty important. You know, especially in the last oh, yeah. you know, two years, it's a very very big oh, yeah. all over the place. You know, yeah, it's still crazy. I can't believe that we're still kind of stuck in. It. I mean, it's diminished uh, significantly, right? But now we're almost getting the after effects of like, okay, it's been you know two three years of what Yvonne would call the crazy times and uh you know it's still a prevalent topic but 
Um, I definitely echo the sentiment of the ideas running the person, right? But I think I'm at that part of my life that the creativity block is just a little too strong. And so, you know, I have the idea and it wants to break free, but it's like, oh man, like it sounds great in my head, but just, you know, transforming it into paper is like painful right now. Have you ever had those situations? Yeah, I kind of go through that a little bit. Usually it's like, it's not full blown, like I'm total mental block on something, but I'll kind of start something and then it's kind of like, okay. And then it's like, I'm not really jiving after I do something. And then it's like, let's set that down for a little bit, put that aside and kind of come back to it. And I have a lot of stuff over the years that kind of, that's how it developed anyway. So it's like little bits and pieces of things that sort of simmer, you know, and then they may come back later and like, I'll, you know, revisit stuff and yeah, I mean, sometimes it takes a lot of, they say like, you know, is it the, uh, the tough times and the bad times are where your best ideas come from sometimes, you know, so. Oh yeah. And, uh, but you know, it's hard because you don't want to get too far into certain bad times either. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> then you need to pull yourself out of it. So it's, it's tough sometimes. Yeah. But, I think it's just... Well, and, uh, go ahead. No, I just, I just think you have to surround yourself with trying to be positive as much as you can. That, that's my sort yeah. of motto is I try to bring positivity and light. Like I said, you were talking earlier about there's always a little light in the dark, and, and that's true, but I always try to remain on the hopeful side of things in the end, and that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with everything in, in the writing phase and stuff, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And um, just having the mental fortitude to keep going against adversity yeah. is key to art, too. Um, going back to when you started, uh, I was listening to our last show, and it never really came up what brought you into the music world. Um did your did you have a lot of influence from your parents, or were you just kind of born with that musical aptitude? Well, my dad used to kind of sing around the house. Like he really liked uh, crooner stuff, you know, like the old Dean Martin and the Frank Sinatra, big you know, the big band era, all that stuff. He used to love that. So I, you know, yeah. he would he was music sense of singing but he never played any instruments or anything he always said he played the radio better than he could play an instrument so <laughs> but, <laughs> so but i miss them both my mom and dad of course they're both passed on now and i just try to uh carry on you know with everything that i that i learned from them i learned so much my mom had a an old magnus uh air organ back in the day one of those little magnus organs and that's where i kind of maybe started dabbling a little bit on like music or something and then i got a bass guitar around 13 years old and then started playing bass and acoustic guitar and so i mean yeah they're they're always a big influence and they were always very supportive of everything i did you know and then but i listened to music all the time on my mom's old stereo and stuff back in the day local you know local country radio stations out of eastern ontario and that's where i kind of first started getting introduced to music and like 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 that like country and then of course like you know like 50s and 60s music like the beach boys and all that stuff like that was my mom had all those albums and 45s right so i would i started experimenting listening to all that stuff and i think that's where i got it from 
Lots of music yeah. around as far as I go. Watching those shows like Hee Haw and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. And actually, I'm going to uh, segue a little bit. Um, I actually have to admit, I am a terrible host with guests in the sense that um, I keep forgetting that we have call-in numbers that if people are listening and they want to ask Corey a question as well, they can call in and all I have to do is hit a button if I'm actually paying attention and you can ask Corey a question. So for the listeners who are listening tonight, if uh, my questions aren't doing it for you or you want to say hi to Corey, uh, the guest call-in number is 319-527-6088. One more time, it's 319-527-6088. Yeah, it was funny. Um, I have to write in mental reminders about that because um, I'm going to air out my own dirty laundry because uh, I can I can be transparent and I'm strong enough to take it. We actually had uh, Julie Morgan on about maybe a week or two ago. Um, and <laughs> we get done with the show, and you know how I am. After the show, I always like do part like, hey, we did really good, part like, you know, scared son trying to make father happy, like, did I do all right for you? You know, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's great, it's great. And she's like, funny enough, people actually were, like, trying to call in and ask questions, too. And I'm like, oh, no, like, right, well, yeah, great, but I didn't air, you know, two or three other people on the show. So, like, now I always have to remind myself, like, say the guest call-in number. <laughs> oh, hey, man, it's, it's okay. There's always something that I forget. Like, honestly, there's there's always something that you forget to talk about or something you want to mention and it'll slip yeah. your mind. And, you know, there's always a well, little something here and there. You have that, like, mental – yeah, exactly. You have that, like, mental checklist. You're like, oh, okay, like, say, 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 talk, 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 subject, 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 great. And then, like, at the end of it, you're, like, doing the mental checklist, and you're like, oh, I didn't even read his bio. Like, what an idiot. <laughs> you, know, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's always a, it's always a fun one. <laughs> but um, going back to – let's talk about kind of your early up, upbringing, right? So you had this wonderful support system, and I think you and I can both agree um, – that having that support system is so essential, right? But what was like the next step that took you to the next level? I would say it took me um, probably until uh, probably high school. I mean, I started, you know, getting more serious about playing music with a lot of friends in high school and putting a couple little bands together and then starting, you know, performing in front of people, you know, even after writing a few of my own little songs and song ideas and, you know, putting stuff together with some buddies and then, playing them in front of an actual, like, you know, high school crowd and stuff. And that's kind of where I got my uh, my feet wet for performing in front of people, I guess, would be around, you know, early high school days. And after high school, yeah. basically, probably within, like, the first year after high school, I basically got off on the road. I mean, I went to college for about three or four months in uh, the early 90s and then met some other guys who had, like, a professional touring band out of Ottawa. They were called Hazard Tales, as you mentioned earlier. And, um, you know, they had a house outside of Ottawa, which is, you know, about 45 minutes north of where I live, the capital city in Canada here. And uh, so they had a house, and then the band would live in jam and practice there. I got invited to come down. I was just a young kid, so wet behind the ears. 
you know, had my bass and like a tiny little bass amp and went in and started rehearsing with those guys. Then like, you know, probably four four to six months I was I was off on the road in northern Ontario for like three months traveling playing bass and singing harmonies and stuff and in a you know, retro rock cover band and it was awesome. I mean the first first real touring experience getting in a big black old, you know, school bus all converted over and taking off five long haired guys and just going to northern Ontario <laughs> all around <laughs> In the cold, in the winter time, it's like crazy, you know. Oh yeah. So that's, no, I, uh, I trust me. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Actually, that's where that's where I first met Mark. Mark Muir, my lead guitar player. He was the guitar player in Hills when I joined the band, like where we first started, you know, playing music together and touring together, and you know, hanging out. And we just kept touch over the years. Uh, Probably in the last seven or eight years, we've really honing in, working on original stuff that I've, you know, been working on. He, he comes in, and you know, we got to work with Ron Nevison too, which is a legendary producer over the years from the 70s, 80s, right up through, you know, with all the classic rock bands. And we got to work with him on a couple things, and then of course Mark and I just working together at a film studio and back and forth. And so it's uh, it's kind of around everything comes full circle in some ways, you know. Yeah. Well, and I, and you know, the listeners heard it first. You don't have to stay in school to be successful. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just being silly. That's not what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Someone calls and they say, I just dropped out of my curriculum plan tonight. Thank you, Corey Coons. No. (laughs) Exactly. Blame it all on the musicians. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, like a lot of us, we can't take we can't take responsibility for our own actions, so we have to find somebody else to blame. So, you, you've given that to a lot of people tonight. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> You're all like, great. Now the sales just went went through the uh, through the floor, not even through the roof. Like, <laughs> I, I can hear them in Canada screaming in the streets that. Corey Coons doesn't support schools like burning your albums. <laughs> like, like, sure, Corey, yeah, you surround yourself with the right people, but just not people in school. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a twisted sense of humor. Okay, like we we are we are being just purely uh, comedic. I am a high even school, if it's not all that I am funny. a high school graduate, by the way. I did complete high school. <laughs> There you go. There you go. So just stay in high school, kids. Now <laughs> everything else is everything else is up in the air after that. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Gravy, gravy after that. Right. <laughs> no, it is funny though that you you mentioned that everything kind of comes full circle and and all of that. And um, I think, and again, I can't speak on everybody, right? But I think there's a time in your life when you, you notice everything has come full circle, you know, like you actually sit back, have a moment and you look back and you're like, Oh man, like I started from high school gymnasiums, you know, big stages and concerts. When did that kind of realization hit you? Like when was that moment that you're like, Oh man, like, obviously you didn't hit exactly where you want to hit. Right. Cause we always want to go bigger, better, yada, 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 but, like, what 
moment in your career where you're like, you know what, like, if I could go back and tell that kid, hey, we did it, like, what was that moment for you? Well, I think, you know, family is so important, and that's a major balance that you have to have in your life. So I think, you know, with my wife being such a strong, supportive person, too, with everything I've done, and and our daughter coming along, you know, eight and a half years ago, like, I think full circle for me probably came, you know, anywhere after sort of like maybe 2010 or into like the early 20 teens, I guess you could say. And with, with the long home, kind of like metaphorically speaking, like that came out in 2018, like that was kind of a full circle for me in a way too, like sort of encapsulating all of the different sort of styles of music, number one, blended into that sort of roots melodic rock kind of thing, you know, with country influences and rock. I mean, but I don't know if there's any one moment, but I think it's just kind of a gradual sort of metamorphosis, if you will, like, you know, with a lot of good things and solid foundation for family and the balance and all that stuff is very, very important. It's not just yourself and the career. You know, you can be a pretty lonely guy or or person if you just have that one sort of thing, but you don't have anything else or nobody to share it with. I think it's, that can be challenging for a lot of people. And that's too, you know. Oh, yeah. I think um, if if I can share mine, if that's okay with you, um, yeah. I think I always I always get uh, you know how how indie artists we have to be our our own best marketer because you know people don't people typically don't give free marketing or advertising or you know like brag about us right so sometimes you have to eat your own slice of humble pie and be like hey I want to talk about me too but I always feel guilty about it especially on the show, right? But um, I think the moment for me was actually when I ventured out of fiction and went to nonfiction. Um, In 20, maybe like 2016, 2017, um, I actually ventured out of my fiction realm into nonfiction writing a college tips guide. And... um, I, which is ironical in itself because we literally just talked about dropping off college. But anyways, um, <laughs> ignoring that for a moment, <laughs> um, I I think it went full circle. I think it went full circle for me um, at that moment because I wrote this college tips guy and I fielded it in my college. Right? I'm like, hey, I don't think there is a a book for college, right? I mean, of course there is, but like something as like for students, by students, just a a free little, hey, these are the things that I've experienced, thought about, went through, don't repeat it or repeat it, you know? And um, so I write this little book and it's literally just like 66 tips, right? Or something along the lines. It was where like, you know, 22 was in the beginning 22 is in the middle of your college and 22 is at the end. Right. And, um, I wrote it and I'm like, Oh, it's not going to go much farther than my college. And then a honor society that I was a part of caught wind of it. And they're like, we have not published this type of, you know, a pamphlet really, but this type of literature before, would you be willing to like, surrender your rights, we'll give you credit that you wrote it and that you did all of it, 
but would you be willing to surrender your rights so we can make it a copyrighted um, publication of our of our library, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure, you know, whatever. Still kind of living in my own land of whatever, right? Thinking that it's not going to go that far. And um, yeah, they literally a little while uh, later was like, yeah, um, I don't think you you understand. We have like two or three million people across the world that has access to our library and you have a book that's copyrighted by us that we're saying this is the standard, like all new students should read this. And that's kind of my full circle moment when I was like, man, if I could go back to that kid who literally was making my first book was two colored pieces of paper with a word document in between it, and I would staple it, and I'd charge people like five bucks just so I could get like more paper and more ink for the printer. Like if I could go back to that kid and be like, yo, kid, like you're going to write some college tips guide. You didn't even think you're going to write nonfiction, and it's going to go out to like two or three million people in the world. Like I think I would have called myself a liar. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty cool story, man. That's uh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I that's kind of where the that's kind of where I was at with your question as well. Like, you know, I mean, if there's a moment, about, if there's a moment for me, like, I think one of the challenging moments was when I decided to be, you know, sort of step into the spotlight per se as a lead singer or lead vocalist of a group as opposed to being like, you know a bass player who sings harmonies and you're kind of more, you know, in the background a little bit where that was a big challenge. That might've been a bit of a, you know, coming full circle moment in some ways or starting the full circle moment. Maybe, I don't know, because it's such a, when you're writing your own material and you're out there and then all of a sudden you're presenting your own, your own ideas to the world. And then you're open to that criticism, you know, you're open to whatever people say or think about it. And it can be a make or break a moment make or break moment for a lot of people and whether you can handle mm-hmm. the uh, the criticisms or or the accolades altogether whatever it is you know and some people can and some people have a hard time with it that's why i just try to say you know life is life and we do what we do and it's all it's all part of one thing to me it's not like there's no character for me really when i'm on stage i mean it is my oh, yeah, what i no. feel is what you know Whereas you have some some artists, they have a character, right? And that's great. That's awesome. That's theater too, you know. And I love that too about a lot yeah, of yeah. people. I love. It. But for me, it's just more about I just I just try to be as honest as I can in the songs and then in the performances and with people I meet and people I talk to, like yourself. And I think you know that's a big yeah, key yeah. too is try to because people see through the BS, right? They see through it a lot. So definitely, and I think the listeners and and me are, you know, I won't speak for all of our listeners, right? But at least for me, when I've always talked to you, I can hear you in the songs and you as a person and it's, it's succinct. It's not, there's no disconnect. Right. And so to your point, yeah, like you are who you are, like talking to you tonight, you can hear that in your songs. You know what I mean? The, the authenticity, the, the being genuine, all of that, like um, just wanting people to have a good time, especially in the song that we played tonight. I mean, the good time's gone. Like, 
you want people to have a good time. You want people to remember, you know, yeah. the ups and downs and all that. And you bring that out in your personality too. I mean, especially in just us talking tonight, you know? That means a lot. Truly that does. I appreciate that. And, and that's what makes it uh, special for me. Like I said, is, the ideas can resonate with people, you know, the music resonates with somebody. That's what it's all about. I mean, you know, you can you can yeah. tell a story, but if it means something to somebody, then have you really, you know, you accomplished much of anything? But you do have to start with yourself. You have to make sure that you're you're, you're you know, you're kind of yourself with what you're coming up with too. And I think if you if you're up with that and you're pleasing yourself in an honest way, then it's going to resonate to other people. Oh yeah, it's authentic. Hey, um so I, I know we're having good, good conversations, word. and I, I thank you. I, I know we're having good conversations, and the questions are just flowing off our tongue, right? But um, I would love to play just a two-minute song. Would you be okay with me playing the long, uh, the long road home? Sure, sounds great, man. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, our guest tonight is Corey Coons. He is a Musician of over 30 years of experience, and uh, I'm going to play his song, The Long Road Home, so I hope you all like it. Here we go. played that song because uh it's it's a kind of a quick one right um gets more the theme of what you are and all that what's that song mean to you though well that's a yeah that's a it's a great song as far as and the guitar solo by mark i mean that's mark's killer guitar playing on that that's just you know that solo was killer but that song is like you said you know the long road dead man's dream kind of like you know, it's it's sort of about progress and whether progress, you know, what it means to some people, progress, and maybe is it really truly progress, you know, the way things have gone. So it's gotten kind of got that sort of that light and dark like we've mentioned before too, you know. But I just mm-hmm. think uh, it's just about coming full circle, you know, pretty much. I mean, it's it's a rocking song. It's, it's 
it's driving and uh, it's got a lot of lot a lot of emotion I think in it. So that's that's what I like to do. That's how I like to portray stuff too. Is put a lot of emotion into it. So yeah. Um. So let's while we're wrapping up and whatnot, let's talk about what's what's next for you. So I know you said that you're releasing a new song, but like what's even past that? What's beyond that horizon? Well, I think there's going to be more stuff coming in the new year. I mean, there'll be more songs. I'm working on stuff all the time. And uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. there'll be hopefully another single coming out sometime in the new year. And, uh, you know, there's some live shows coming up. I've got a Halloween show with uh, two of the guys from the band, from the Dirt Road Gypsies, which is kind of the new, I guess, branding of the of the band with myself, you know, Corey M. Coons and the Dirt Road Gypsies. And uh, so we're doing an acoustic show for Halloween. Um in Williamsburg, Ontario, not far from my home. And then uh, there's another show I've got uh, in Keene, Ontario, which is uh, sort of closer to Toronto once again, and that's coming up at the end of November, and that's kind of a sort of a Christmas party theme type show too. So I think hopefully we will uh, maybe my daughter out for that one and uh, help us out a little bit, maybe do a few Christmas songs thrown in or something with the set. And, and uh, yeah. of course, two of the guys. Two of my good buddies there, Mark and Kevin from the from the band, are going to be out too doing that. So we do some stripped down shows, and then we do the full band shows with my bass player Frank. He comes out whenever we have, uh, you know, some some higher end shows that we're out doing. We have the full four piece band, and we did a few of those over the summer. And turned out turned out good. We actually played some pretty, pretty cool shows this year, so I was happy with that. So that sounds like you have a lot of. Uh promising endeavors in the future and i'm really i'm really grateful for that man i'm really proud of you thank you uh, we just keep going you know we just keep doing what we do and take the opportunities when they're there because life's short and we just uh you know we just want to live it live live for everything that we can right now and and uh, i love i love getting the music out there to reaching new people and everything too so it's been awesome to uh to uh get the feedback we've gotten especially on the, the last single too and all the music over the last few years has been really nice, and I'm happy and proud and thankful and grateful oh, yeah. for everybody for all the support. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, 280,000 listens on Spotify is nothing to joke about. I mean, that's that's a significant amount of listeners. Um, I think that we, on the show, only have about 150,000 in about 45 countries. And so... Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, both are uh, amazing numbers that, you know, when you and I started out uh, in our respective arts, we probably never even dreamed of having that, right? But, um, you know, well, and thousand, man, for me to thank in that, too, like, with, especially with Michael and MTS and all the, the promotions and the people that I work with. I mean, yeah, I have to give thanks to everybody as far as the guys I play with, like Mark and Kevin and Frank and the band and all the guys that I played with over the years and, uh, you know, people in the business yeah. like Michael and um, the, the producers, you know, like Ron Nevison and then, of course, other producers and Mark now as well who produces music and amazing stuff and uh, the players, the different session guys over the years. I mean, you got to thank them all, all these people there. It's not just the singer, as I say, you know, it's uh, there's always oh, other yeah. components to the music and the mix, right? So. That's kind of the beauty of any artist, too, is just the connections, right? We kind of are a grassroots movement of 
marketing and all of that, right? And so every thing is an opportunity to put your art into somebody else's hands. And um, I think that's something that people sometimes forget is, you know, how important it is to make those uh, relationships and those connections. And not only that, but remembering to bring others on the way up too, right? Um, Yvonne kind of did that with me where she just saw a guy who um, filled in with her for a couple of shows and she's like, you know what, like, I want you to be my co-host. And I'm like, (laughs) are you sure? (laughs) um, You know, just she kind of did that for me. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, sometimes people see stuff in us that we don't see in ourselves, you know. And it just takes that one person extending the hand to say, hey, like, I really want you to do this, or I really think you'd be good at it. I want you to try it, you know. Well, hey, you're doing a great job, and I appreciate you keeping this thing going for Yvonne and everything. Aww. I'm going to give a, shout out, give a big shout-out to Yvonne tonight, too, and say hi to her for me. And uh, But, yeah, oh, you're I doing will. a killer job, man, keeping it going. Oh, and, thanks, uh, brother. Yeah, I appreciate no that. I just – kind of what we talked about in the beginning, you know. She works so hard to create this platform, and um, if I can help just a little bit, just – keeping you know the seat warm until she comes back then you know that's something that i'm willing to do so it definitely is uh something that i look forward to every monday and tuesday it's something that keeps me motivated and and keeping going just having these conversations because you have to admit man we don't have these conversations in real life (laughs) nobody really talks about (laughs) this stuff too much (laughs) like nobody nobody gets to the root of of art and the things that we're passionate about you know what i mean it's all kind of transitory like hey bob how's your day especially like, nowadays cool so, everything's so dispensable nowadays right so it's especially now it's so tough to to get somebody to even keep an interest in something you know it's like 30 oh, seconds yeah. click on to something else it's gone you know oh yeah and that's why i'm always grateful for our listeners listening to us for an hour like giving us an hour of their yeah. time. That's why, you know, we always try to say thank you every night to them. But uh, believe it or not, Corey, we're actually at our 10-minute mark. Wow. Flying by. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> every show that happens, <laughs> like, we, it, it, I think we say it every night, too, like when we were like, oh, it's a 10-minute mark. And I'm like, yeah, man, it, it goes quick. It really does. Um, so, you know, of course, uh, I, I – believe I already know the answer, but when you get some new material or some new life events or really anything, if you just want to come and stop on by, are you going to, are you going to be able to come back on the show with us and give us another hour of your time? Oh, for sure. Definitely. I'm always, uh, anytime you want me to come back on, I'm, I love it. So that's great. It's always, it's always great. No, I appreciate that, man. And then, well, uh, you know, we've we've said a lot of words of wisdom tonight, and we've had a lot of uh, deep thoughts. But if you could impart to the listeners tonight, what's your overall words of wisdom that you live by? Um, that'd be that'd be good. Well, I kind of sort of hinted at it there earlier. I think for me, it's always been surrounding yourself with the right people. If I can tell somebody who's, you know starting out in music or in anything in entertainment or whatever it is you're passionate about. Passion is a big, a big thing, obviously. And surround yourself with people who believe in you, you know, the right people that are in it for the right reasons. 
and uh, they're not just, you know, blowing smoke sort of thing. Because, I mean, it yeah. takes a team, and you have to have a team of people that you, can, that you believe in as well as they have to believe in you. It's got to go back and forth, right? So I think that's my, yeah. my big thing. And, uh, and another thing I like to say is don't oh. let your music die inside of you. That's a, that's a Dr. Wayne Dyer quote. <laughs> don't let your music die nice. inside of you. So anything, whatever, whatever your music is, don't let it die inside of you. Yeah. I think even uh, I typically don't add on to the words of wisdom, but I think uh, maybe one thing that you can potentially agree on is um, what I've learned is, is being mildly, very mildly selfish with your time and energy, right? Because, um, you know, with the network yeah. and all that, sometimes you have, like, energy vampires who just want to suck all the creativity and, and, and juices out of you. And sometimes it's okay yep. to be um, not selfish, but very selective in who you let into your network, right? Because not everybody is um, a positive influence in your network. Sometimes they're, you know... The exact opposite. That's right. Would you agree? I do. I agree with that 100%. I think uh, yeah. you got to keep the negativity away, and you have to, you know, be positive as much as you can. Those are the kind of people that you have to have involved because okay. if they're, like I said, I keep repeating myself, but if they're not in it for the right reasons, then people are going to see through it, and you're going to see through that with those types of people. So, yeah. Well, and don't don't worry about repeating yourself, man. Like sometimes people have to hear it two or three different times for them to actually get it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and on top of that, you know, that's the beauty of off the chain is we don't see the world through rose-colored glasses. There's definitely good and evil, and not everyone's in this for the right reasons, you know. I know that's ending the, <laughs> the conversation on a negative note, but I'd rather <laughs> end on a negative note of of realism than. You know, the fake facade of like, oh. Yeah. Well, there's realism and then there's negativity. So there is a difference. So that's that's cool. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about being real for sure, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, again, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And I really appreciate you uh, spending an hour with us tonight. I, I always uh, look forward to talking to you and seeing your updates. And, you know, I, I really do uh, think pretty highly of you. So, Definitely keep in touch, and thank you so much for coming on and sharing an hour with us. Well, thank you very much, Ian. That truly means a lot to me, and and, um, I I think a lot of the show and both you and Yvonne, and uh, I definitely want to keep in touch because it's the honesty that means the most to me, and I love it. So once again, thank you very (laughs) much. Thanks to all – excuse me. Thanks to all your listeners. I appreciate that. Hopefully everybody – learned something a little bit maybe they hadn't heard before tonight or something i don't know but uh thank you so much oh, yeah i appreciate it of course man. of course so ladies and gentlemen uh that was our guest Corey coons tonight and you can uh hear him where, where, where are you heard now what, what's your main uh platform so people can come check you out uh you can get my music uh if you go to my website which is www.coreymcoons.com and, uh, you know, all the platforms are there. You've got Spotify, uh, Apple, iTunes, I guess, and uh, YouTube is there. And you can get physical copies of the music there. Um, but, yeah, and for social media, I mean, I guess mostly Facebook for me and a little bit of Instagram, too. And You can, you know, catch me there if you want to 
send me a message or something, somebody, that's that's great. And but yeah, mostly um if you go to the website you can pretty much find anything that you need there and yeah. Hopefully you dig it. Hope you like the music and uh, spread the word and hopefully you take something home from it. <laughs> Definitely, man. I I would be surprised if somebody couldn't take something home from from your music. So I appreciate you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, that was uh, Corey Coons. Um, we are going to end the show soon, but tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern time, we have Michael, the Metropolitan Cowboy Coleman, a songwriter, filmmaker, photographer, writer, producer, just a little bit of everything, if you ask me. And uh, we're really looking forward to having him on the show, too. He's a, he's a lot of fun to talk to and um, definitely has a – a breadth of experience too, and a, a breadth of uh, creative indie art that he brings to the table. So, can't wait to hear from him tomorrow. So, as we always end the show, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much because without you, the show would just be uh, me and Corey and these guests just filling up an hour of our day talking about stuff that'll be heard on the internet years down the road, right? It, we do this because we uh, appreciate all of you, and we love you, and we hope that you all are being safe and staying safe, and uh, most importantly, we hope that you are continuing on your creative endeavors and making sure that nothing gets in your way of producing indie art, because that is what we do on this show, and that is what we do in our life. So, again, on behalf of Yvonne Mason, this has been an hour of off the chain. Please join us tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. I have been your host for the night, Ian Bush. Thank you again so much. We love you and stay safe until we hear from you again tomorrow. Have a great night and we bid you adieu.